0: podcast is part of the
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig, and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson is not here.
0: No, we don't know if he's going to turn up or not.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure he won't turn up. Uh, I think he's waiting on Chris from Dino Rods. Um, Ah, I knew he had a plumbing problem. He's had a plumbing nightmare. He's... um, a manhole in his garden or something has come up, and it stinks of shit because it is shit. oh it's coming up just so at the moment, Dave is standing in knee deep in a river of shit, which brings us on to <laughs> hey. which brings us on to where we are in our season. Yep. Paul, Steve McLaren said that that was a terrific performance, <laughs> was it no.
0: Steve McLaren has a habit of doing this at the moment where he keeps talking about how well we're playing and how great the team are, and I
1: don't know what games he's watching. Either he's delusional, Mm. or what he's trying to do is, we did have a bit of momentum, and he doesn't want that momentum to stop because half of everything is in the mind.
0: Yeah, I can see the point in sort of positive thinking. And as a manager, you, you do need that. But if you're saying we're playing brilliantly when we're clearly not, at some point that's not going to have the effect of positive thinking on players because they're just going to think he's talking out of his arse again. Yeah,
1: you don't want, you don't want it to get to the stage where we, we're relegated and we're doing an open top bus parade. <laughs> yeah,
0: but he just looks happy with every game as well. He's smart. Look, like, well, mind you, he looks really happy when he's annoyed. And he looks really
1: annoyed when he seems genuinely happy. It's a weird one. He's Maybe got- it is a positive thinking thing. Maybe he's got one of those mindfulness apps <laughs> he could do. in his phone. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, he's in the 1%. I'm sure he's making good money. He's working yeah. in football, a job he loves. Top tax bracket. Top tax bracket. But it, if you look at this season, he's not doing very well at his no. job. So that's three times now that we've lost to Watford. Yeah, this game. In case you're, for some reason, listening to this podcast without knowing the result, which seems unlikely, we lost two one to Watford away. Yes, yeah, three
0: times we've lost by one goal to them. Which
1: I don't know why that's interesting. Well, it means uh, that they beat us by three goals. Yeah, collectively, and that's not something. I saw coming At the no, beginning of the season But it's been an odd season
0: I genuinely thought We'd win this game as well We looked To have sort of Got over A few of our demons
1: And they just lost Four games in a row
0: What for yeah. that Well this is the thing A lot of teams When they're on a bad run Seem to break that run Against us yes, Or they, they have do. results That stand Like Everton are in A terrible run at the moment I think one of their Few wins recently Was on us Yeah West Brom
1: Even Villa Managed yeah. to get a point From us It's It's not Good is it
0: I, I've, I'm with Steve McLaren. I think we're an amazing team At the moment And Yeah <laughs> We're just brilliant Yeah we are
1: There's nothing to worry about So The first goal Igarlo Was it offside? Yeah Marginally it, I think It was
0: offside wasn't it But I don't know why We're playing that high line With Collacini On Igarlo
1: Because
0: he's He's just too slow
1: and i felt like rob elliott should have ran out he kind of stopped he looked
0: like he was about to and then it looked like he was waiting go. for an
1: offside flag or yeah i don't know i've seen i've seen commentators say like compliment keepers on not running out but he sort of like half ran out and then just yeah
0: went. he didn't really do either he didn't stay on his line he didn't come herring out he just sort of It wasn't difficult for Regalo, because Elliot just stood there. So it was like, I can just very
1: easily go around you. And explain to me the formation we played. We played what Dave was saying we might do, didn't we? We played three at the back. It was
0: different. Because I think what we did in the Cup and what Spurs... uh, Not so, not what Spurs did against... Yeah, what Spurs did against Watford, sorry, was go three at the back. But it was kind of 3-5-2 with wing-backs. And the three centre-backs against two strikers, because Watford are one of the few teams to do two up top, seemed to work. And it didn't do... We looked okay with that in the Cup, but we went 3-4-3 in this one, apparently. It looked more like a sort of 3-6-1. It was very odd. It was Mitrovic up on his own, three at the back, and then just a line of players in the middle. Yeah. And Shelby, I think the changing of his position just meant he wasn't near the ball at all I
1: couldn't tell you anything he did in the game the the difference between he was polar opposites his debut yeah. and his performance at Watford he, yeah when he did get the ball he didn't seem to be able to I don't remember him pinging a single one of those lovely passes. Although
0: I think with the change in formation, there probably weren't the people to aim for either. There weren't the options. It was was a system we haven't played before. But again, in part, that's because we've got no left-backs. I think out of the four or five players that can play
1: left-back, we didn't have any available. Where's Shane Ferguson now? Millwall, I think. He's still our player though, right? I don't know if he we've is <laughs> We've had Shane Ferguson For I mean Shane Ferguson's probably in his 30s now But I even mean, he's a left midfielder I mean the, well, the he's, only, a, he's a left wing back isn't he The only specialist
0: left back we have Is Hydara, Who's never fit Dummett's not really a left
1: back Shane Ferguson Is still on our books And um, yes he's at Millwall But yeah
0: But even then We've said it most weeks on the pod we need a left back. We do. I don't think Haidara, when he is fit is going to be the first choice and Dummett's done okay but we need
1: we need a left footed version of Yanmat. Would you say we need David Santon? Not well, that David Santon is left footed. Well that
0: we need a left back and that he is the, one. So that yeah. was the
1: sale that annoyed me most in yeah. Mike Ashley's reign. I yeah mean, he'd done nothing to look like we didn't need him. Yeah, so we went 2-0 down and uh, I don't really remember the second goal. Was there much to it?
0: Was it was it... just quite... Again, it was Dini to Agarlo and then Cathcart was there. The problem is we you sort of know with Watford you need to stop Dini because he's the one that's going to do any damage. He'll get it to Agarlo and we just let him have all the space he wanted for the second goal I think there were about four of our players around him but he's just too big
1: yeah Uh, Dave sent because he's at home from work for the day I'm sure he's told his boss that he's working from home I don't know if he did send this really long email on his (laughs) lunch break but um, he suggested that uh, what we should have done He said, I understand resting Perez and giving Aaron's a shot. That said, the formation was a big gamble that didn't pay off at all. Would have been better off playing Mbemba as left-back and have LaSalle, Man-Mark-Dini all game. And I would say, in hindsight, he's probably right.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Mbemba, he's played at right-back for us. I think he could easily fill in I think he'd be a better defensive option than Aaron's.
1: Yeah, LaSalle, That's the first time I've seen him really, Mm. and you can't really judge a guy on one of his first Premier League. I mean, that was his first Premier League start, wasn't it? Yeah, but he he didn't look composed. No,
0: I think he he looked a bit uncomfortable at times. He he scored. He's an aerial threat from corners, which we don't seem to have.
1: He did score. Yeah, we never have that. He's so that's something. He broke his teeth or something, didn't he? <coughs> yeah, it was seven stitches. Bless you. Thank you. Seven stitches? Yeah. What, in one of his teeth? Yeah, <laughs> he had one of his tooth sewn up.
0: Oh. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's one of those players. I think a centre-back coming in for their first game doesn't often look composed and like they're going to fit naturally. And I like the look of him, but... It wasn't a great game.
1: But then again, you liked the look of CM de Jong, didn't you? <laughs> if,
0: if he gets a run of games, which he won't because he's the most accident prone man in the world, I think yeah. he'd be
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you heard he's injured himself putting on trousers <laughs> this morning? That's, Ge- genuinely. That's not true. No, that's not <laughs> true. Oh, I did well, believe you, I said that you believed me. <laughs> so, yes, Liselle got a goal. But it was an awful performance. Yeah. And it it was a performance that was kind of archetypal for us this season. It Especially, was... we're terrible
0: away from home. I didn't realise how bad I read this morning. We've scored seven goals away from our last 17 away games. And we're just...
1: Well, Wijnaldum's not scored away. All of his no. goals have been at home.
0: All of our kind of... I mean, we don't have players who are consistent anyway. They're, by definition, hot and cold, our ones. But they always seem to be cold away from home.
1: Which is ironic, considering they're always travelling south. No, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that is ironic. Yeah. Speaking of travelling south, that's what Charlie Austin did. Yeah. As we mentioned on the LARPs podcast. And about the time that... Steve McLaren brought on Johan Gouffran to get a clear God, unmarked how is he still, uh, header in the six yard box which went wide. I don't know if it's a six yard box, but it was a it damned was good shot. About the same time that Johan Gofran was doing that, Charlie Austin was scoring the winning goal for Southampton at Old Trafford coming on from the yeah, bench
0: to slot a header in. And whether or not Charlie Austin wanted to stay on the south coast. Like, there's probably genuine reasons why he didn't want to come to Newcastle. But the frustration isn't just that he's scoring goals. There's other players like Benica Fobi who we want we wanted to sign. He scored again at the weekend. It's that damn south coast. I mean, yeah. is it
1: that good down there? But if we,
0: we should be able to compete with Bournemouth for signing players. And fobi has got two in two now. And even if he's Don't not be the ridiculous, answer, Paul. <laughs> I know they're <laughs> they're, a, they're a
1: huge club.
0: But whether or not it's about Charlie Austin or Ben it's the fact we're not, we've not signed strikers. And it's not like we've not known for a while that we need somebody up front. There just doesn't seem to be anything happening at the club. Here's the traditional podcast
1: mention of the book Touching Distance. Yes. There's... The, the format of that book is that it goes through all those all the key players from the Keegan era era, and you sort of hear their story and a familiar theme throughout that was that so many of them didn't want to go up north yeah their agent or whoever would call and say Newcastle were interested and they were just like no, no, I'm not going. Not going up well, north. Rob
0: Lee was the famous one who didn't. He wanted to go to Middlesbrough instead of Newcastle, and Keegan had to convince him that Middlesbrough was further north than right, Newcastle, really? which <laughs> is why he signed for us. He just lied that Newcastle was
1: further south. But there was. What happened there was that. Yeah, there was an instance in every case of Keegan persuading them, these yeah. southerners who don't want to go up north, that there was. Something worth coming to Yeah I mean I know that the Metro Centre was opening (laughs) Well
0: Shelby loved the Metro Centre Did you hear about that? No I didn't One of his quotes after his first weekend Or his first week at Newcastle He couldn't believe how big the Metro Centre is (laughs) It's in Gateshead not Newcastle anyway Well I suppose he'd be Maybe maybe Lee Charlie needs to get an office in the Metro Centre To get these deals through Because that's the other thing before if you're meeting kevin keegan who's selling the idea of a football club to you that's going to be a lot more persuasive than lee charnley who's been over promoted from basically t-boy
1: doesn't seem to know what he's doing that's true but kevin keegan's an unusual instance of uh, someone who was a top footballer yeah. who ended up being quite successful as a manager. For but a
0: somewhere while. between the two of them is what you would expect a professional football club to have, which is someone who's enthusiastic about the club
1: and can get deals through. Someone who's not just generally considered quite a sad figure in football. Yeah. Like Steve McLaren, who's he's sort of a sad clown really, isn't he? He's quite
0: Yeah, well, I doubt Steve McLaren's even involved in getting players in, I know he's meant to be on the, sure, the it, board or it, the committee.
1: It goes in. I'm sure it goes into the player's mind who they're going to be mm. working with.
0: Yeah, although as we've shown in the past, like if you're willing to pay wages for for a lot of players, they'll come. That's true. And the thing I heard today was Charlie Austin apparently is on a hundred grand a week at Southampton. Is that right? So that probably says a lot more about why we didn't go for him than anything to do with. Because I don't think we seriously went for Charlie Austin. It doesn't sound like we put a bid in.
1: Well, he, he's, if he's on 100 grand a week, then I'm pretty sure we don't have any players on 100 grand a week, do we? is probably the closest. I think Collagini... Maybe Sissoko. I think, I don't reckon we've got anyone on more than 80 grand a week. Probably not. And I'm sure Collegini at least has a clause that he has to be the top pay player in mm. Club So once you go over that, but you 're increasing the wages of a lot of people,
0: but, but this, season, this is the problem with us at the moment we 're so tight in trying to save a few million that it there 's a good chance it' will end up costing us tens, if not close to a hundred million by going down yeah it 's a complete false economy, but they're just they 're so concerned about saving every penny and getting the perfect deal
1: it's it's the sports direct mentality yeah it seems like we're a few years behind the curve mm. that we we thought that we could do something that other clubs have done in the past which is do things really cheaply yeah and uh get really good deals and we have done on some occasions but everything has changed now because yeah. of it's because of those big tv deals yeah. So Southampton, who traditionally are known for spending well, accept that they have to pay Charlie Austin hundred grand a week. Yeah, and that's an easier pill to swallow if you're only paying a four million pound transfer fee as well.
0: I think we've, as well, we've, or the last figures that were published, we have got the seventh highest wage bill. We've just right, got okay. some terrible... Then maybe
1: I'm full of shit then.
0: No, I think you're right, but the problem is we've got players on high wages who aren't getting near our team. Like van de Jong, Tiote, Gouffran's probably on quite decent wages, it's a lot of crap that we can't seem to get rid of back to the sports direct analogy
1: yeah yeah maybe to go back on what i've just said maybe everything i've just said is bollocks because somebody made a really good point on twitter today and i know it's a weird old season and this might just be an anomaly but for all the talk of oh we not spending enough leicester are top of the league with danny simpson at right back hmm so, and apologies to whoever made that excellent point that I'm not crediting you. Was it Danny Simpson? <laughs> it was Danny Simpson, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a damned good point. There's a player who was our right back in the championship who's at, who's a, a functional right back, but because he's an a side that works as a team and has a clear direction... yeah. Which is forwards towards the goal They're doing really well But towards a striker who can finish As well Well three of them Four of them they've got They've got four good finishers At Leicester haven't they
0: They seem to have a pretty balanced squad Which we don't It's been clear for a while we need a striker And Cissé I can't remember the last time he gave us close to Three quarters of a season
1: Yeah Well we thought I feel like for two seasons We've just assumed he's off Yeah And
0: uh, But that's the the problem with us as well And it might come back to that Wage bill thing There's a lot of players like Cissé and Teoté Who We don't replace them before they go Teoté seems to be the exception Because they seem to assume He was definitely off And and he's still not gone Well no it doesn't look like he's going to (laughs) But We can't afford to keep trying to balance everything in the book right away I think by not bringing in a striker the last few games or like there'll be games in this transfer window like the one against Watford where if we'd had that striker we'd have more points and the points are more important to us than the odd million at the moment definitely and we'll we can find a buyer for some of the
1: crap that we've got in our squad so speaking of uh, being on the lookout for a striker The reason we feel that we need a striker is fundamentally because Mitrovic isn't scoring goals. Yes. Not enough. He's getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah. He's... He's tending to hit the target with not particularly bad shots, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just not quite clinical enough. Not
0: quite good enough. I do think it will click with him, but he shouldn't have the pressure on him. He's the only one we've got that can play up on his own like that. I don't think Perez can, although maybe with the more creative midfield we've got now, it might be worth giving that a go.
1: I think the pair of them together could work as a duo, Yeah, but I understand why that not might not be uh, what the team needs. And this brings us to something else that uh, features in Dave's excellent email it's the sort of email that makes you wish he was on this week's show because, <laughs> because it's a lot more thorough than our tiny little brains can handle but he's you point, do get thumb ache reading it you have to flick through that much you really do he said he's given us a list of he's basically defending Mitrovic, saying that expectations of 15 plus goals from him He's asking for too much too soon and he's compared him with the other he's got a list of Premier League top under twenty one goal scorers this season. Mm-hmm. And the top one is Della Ali with six and Mitrovic has got four goals. So I mean that's a fair enough point. For his yeah. age yeah, He's doing alright But he just so happens to be in the position Where he's very much our main striker
0: Yeah, I don't think people calling for us To get a striker are saying Mitrovic is never going to be a decent striker But this The place we're at at the moment We're in the relegation zone In a season where you really can't afford to go down And It's not fair on him to keep him in the firing line I think And the thing with Deli Alley, He's got Harry Kane as a striker ahead of him yeah. Like there's, we don't have a decent enough striker ahead of him Cissé could be that, but he's injured
1: First question Do you think There's only a week left of the transfer window Yeah Do you think we're going to sign a striker? No You think we won't sign a I strike, think we, we should I don't
0: think we're capable of it We don't? I think we'll do what we always do Is... We'll talk about the players we bid for, and how we just couldn't get the deal over the line. But we won't do it. We're just, the ones do mean we could have got, we're not like emotionally. I don't think capable. our board is capable of signing the players we need.
1: That's depressing.
0: One, well, even like players like a and Austin, we should have been able to sign them. The players we need will demand wages that our board won't be willing to give them. I think we might Well, we could sign a striker, but it will be someone very cheap, probably. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love us to bring in Lacazette or somebody like that.
1: Well, there's a story in the Telegraph today that we're going to pull off an incredible Lacazette deal Mm. who's valued
0: at... 30-odd million, I think. Same as Berenio is weirdly valued at now. Which Which is is insane. Yeah.
1: But it's the nature of the situation, which is... Everyone who's in the Premiership right now has got shitloads of money from that big TV deal. Yeah. And the promise of way more next season. True. So, I think if
0: we sign Berahino, though, it's not like factually not that different to Mitrovic. It's like a young player who's untested and largely over a season. I'm not sure he's what we need. There's fair talk- point. I would rather Loic Remy on loan. It feels like we're putting a lot of eggs in that basket if we don't get any of the targets we want. I could see clubs like Palace taking Remy instead.
1: I'd definitely love to have Remy on loan. If we we can't get someone like like Lacazette, just a fucking. Do you reckon we could get Sebastian Larsen out of retirement? (laughs) Oh, Henrik Larsen. Henrik Henrik (laughs) Larsen. I
0: wouldn't really want Sebastian Larsen.
1: That's a good point.
0: But as well, there's players like Gomez. Who apparently has a release clause Who I could see as going for I don't think that would be the worst
1: move There isn't any talk of that How old is Gomez now? Is he 29 I think? Right. I think we won't get him then will we? Because well, this is we're a firm one hour fucking yeah. Principles Our policy That's the one thing we do stick to Is our policy
0: Well the thing is Who fits into both If you have a Venn diagram Of the type of player we need to sign and the type of player that our board would be willing to sign that meets all the requirements, I don't know if those two circles overlap at all. Which is a worry. Mm. I mean, it would have to be a loan signing. We've done it with Remy before,
1: so I wouldn't wouldn't see it as impossible. If we win our next game... Yes. Not that we have a game this weekend, because obviously it's late January so we're out of the FA Cup (laughs) it's good to have these traditions in January it's like it's we're introducing our own winter break yeah (laughs) (laughs) we just didn't god we're shit yeah so um, if we do win our next Premier League game will we do you mean Dave come into a podcast and suddenly be all positive again because we're so, we're so just respond to the last performance and the last result.
0: Yeah.
1: Because we were feeling pretty good, weren't we?
0: We were, but we were still aware of the fact that we were in and around the relegation zone.
1: Well, I remember that I was down to 40% likelihood mm. of us going down. And I think you were 35%, I think. I think so. And Dave was down to 25%. And according to Twitter this weekend you said you were you were now seventy percent. Yeah, that, that was
0: yeah, that was a joke.
1: Well, Dave said on Twitter that he was 40%, but he said in the email today that he now thinks there's a 50% chance. He's, yeah, the swing on so, it. So obviously Chris from Dino Rods has <laughs> s- sent his mood plummeting.
0: To be honest, if anything's going to get you feeling pessimistic, it's going to be having shit coming out of the ground into your home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll do it,
1: normally. So where are you in terms of the percentage chance of us going down?
0: Sort of the same as last week. I think our home form is going to be enough Weirdly, I mean, I'm quite an optimist anyway, which you might have noticed from several episodes of this pod.
1: That's because you've had a pampered life, Paul,
0: <laughs> in my ivory tower. Yeah, <laughs> eating my. Uh... It's all
1: been a bed of roses for you, <laughs> Paul. Doolin.
0: It's true. I just think the the one positive I can see with how terrible we are at the moment is it surely has to force the board
1: into signing someone. That's what you would think, Paul. Yeah. But that's what we always say. And I we, mean, they do sign players, to be fair.
0: I think our home form will be the big thing because we're so terrible away. And we've still got four points from the last three games, which, if we carry on at that rate, would be enough,
1: I would imagine. <sighs> well, yeah. yeah, speaking of that, here's something else from Dave's email. <laughs> something that was I saw on... Twitter. Oh is this the Mike Ashley Lies? Mike Ashley table. Lies put up this table. And we should probably it, use his actual name as well, so we do Chris, mention him a lot. Which is Chris Holt. And he's made a table which is if I understand this correctly, there's fifteen games to go and if you base the form of the last fifteen games of the teams in the table, yeah. you know, at the moment our technician is openly yawning at this, <laughs> this um,
0: there's nothing that quite works as well on an oral medium as a chart that's true <laughs> Okay.
1: so if we look at these statistics uh, if we take if we correlate the form of the last 15 games and you turn that into the following 15 games he's made a table which has us finishing 17th two points clear of Norwich Sunderland and Villa are also down. Yeah. But it also has Leicester winning the league by seven points. (laughs) Could happen. Which really could happen because it's that much of a mental season. I would would love for that to happen. Leicester winning the league by seven points, Arsenal second. But, I mean, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... It's interesting that. I mean the other thing though, if you base it on form for the whole season, then we'll be relegated
1: because we're in the relegation zone. <laughs> yeah. And we but I couldn't I could very much see us finishing 17th. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close run thing again. And it's not so long ago that I thought we might climb the table a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well the problem all the teams around us seem to be capable of getting points every week. It's very rarely most of them drop points. I mean, Norwich did this weekend, which in a game they easily could have won as well.
1: An incredible game.
0: Yeah. But then Swansea won, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they won 2-1. Yeah.
1: So, and everyone seems to be picking up points.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bournemouth and Sunderland played each other, didn't they? Or was it? Yeah. So I think they both got a point.
1: Everyone's picking up points. And there's no one other than Villa, who we drew against, who I think is clearly worse than us. No, I mean look at our, look at our next few fixtures. Everton away.
0: Midweek Everton are fixture. In a
1: terrible run. <sighs> I don't, yeah, but then we're terrible but away. Performed really well against Chelsea, and they.
0: Well, that's the thing with it. I, it's the same with any Roberto Martinez team: is they get this reputation of playing amazing football, but they're never that high up the league. I do think, I don't know how he hasn't been found out by a lot of people. He gets praised as being this amazing manager because they can pass a ball, but they can't defend. I think they'll beat us, but probably because we'll create a dozen chances and miss them. This is our problem at the moment. If we could keep clean sheets, we'd be fine. But we're capable of at least one defensive cock-up a game.
1: Definitely. And And we're
0: capable of missing three or four good chances. That's a recipe for losing games.
1: And Everton have got Lukaku up front, and we've got Mitrovic, who is not quite Lukaku yet. No. So Everton away, followed by West Brom at home, followed by Chelsea away, followed by Man City at home, Stoke away, Bournemouth at home. Like, Bournemouth at home, I was going to say that's the first fixture out of all of those
0: not that West Brom like at home?
1: I think we'll beat West Brom at home. Maybe. Maybe Berrhenia will score against his old club. Probably not.
0: No, not not we going to have to pay £30 million to get him. Oh, Paul. It's not great, is it? I so, feel like we should apologise for how negative the club is, even though we're not officially affiliated with it. No, we're not.
1: I mean, maybe we could get. Maybe that's the only way we can turn this podcast around. Would you take Mike Ashley's bucks if he said, "I want to Sports Direct <laughs> to sponsor Newcastle and Latter? How much would we get? We'd get by bearing in mind that we earn nothing from this podcast. Yeah. Now we just do it for the for the love of talking. through our own misery (laughs) every week. This is basically therapy. This is basically therapy. But if Sports Direct (laughs) offered to sponsor Newcastle Netta... Would they clothe us as well? In Sports Direct (laughs) clothes? Yeah, we'd have to arrive in a Sports... We'd we'd each get a Sports Direct car.
0: (laughs) Could you imagine how shit that car would be?
1: (laughs) No, we would get... And I'm not going to say something over the top because I know that you'd do it for a... Car, right? So hun- we
0: have giant mugs to drink out of as well. We'd
1: have to. We'd have giant mugs to drink out of, and we'd get. You'd get a hundred pounds for each Newcastle Natter. No, you wouldn't do it for a no hundred pounds. Would you do it for five hundred pounds a Natter? No. Yes, you would, Paul. Would. Yeah, I you would. You take that Ashley dollar Like you said, I've
0: lived a pampered life you I have. don't need my cash. Oh, I forgot,
1: yeah, you don't actually need money at all
0: I do, if anyone's listening and wants to give me any money I'd...
1: You wouldn't take £500 a
0: podcast It's just such a horrible business Sports Direct, not podcasting
1: But you'll go... When was the last time you bought something from Sports Direct? About half big, a year, I think Right, half a year, so yeah. six months So not that long ago So you're happy to give him your own money I needed some tennis balls <laughs> <laughs> You have to
0: make such a big effort To not buy any sports stuff from them It's quite I know. hard
1: I know, they just do such good deals on shuttlecocks <laughs> It's really hard I mean, where else am I going to get my uh, Snooker balls from Not into sport into sport yeah you tell me where the nearest into sport is maybe this will make things (laughs) (laughs) feel like we've gone off topic and that's why we're both enjoying it more yes we're not talking about Newcastle well maybe this uh, will would you do the sports direct podcast right for make me an offer
0: grand an episode but you have to wear sports direct branded clothing all the time like not just at the pod in your life you have to.
1: So far, I mean, <laughs> a pod. Yeah, do, yeah you
0: do. Yeah, that, was, well, of course you that would.
1: would move me up a tax bracket. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, but maybe this will give us some positivity. Uh, Lagrange, who is that? Is, the French Grange Hill. It's the French Grange Hill. He's a regular Nata listener. Tweeted. Is negativity projected by fans slash media fair? Steve McLaren brought in to rebuild team, but many seem impatient and unwilling to accept that change takes time. Team slowly improving, but still going to lose slash draw more than we win. Has he got a point?
0: Well, I'm not sure he does. Just if you look at the Premier League, Watford brought in a new manager, Leicester brought in a new manager plenty of teams have done it and the change isn't taking that long it only seems i think if you concede that we have good enough players or better players in the position we're in the idea of bringing in like a former england manager should be able to get more out of those players
1: let's talk through some former england managers well
0: that's what i mean steve mclaren
1: yeah i was going to say that former england manager doesn't necessarily make Them good. No, we've had some shit managers. I would
0: take Graham Taylor now, would you? (laughs) Instead
1: of Steve McLaren. Would you really? I think he'd do a better job. Yeah. Well, I I think I'd like to think that Lagrange has a point. Yeah, there's definitely a point in there. But there seem to be a lot of
0: other clubs in the same division as us disproving that idea, which
1: doesn't help us. Well, I would feel more confident in Steve McLaren if I felt like he had confidence in the style of football that he was playing. Yeah. The fact that he we had the fact that we had one injury to a left back and we had to completely change our formation. Mm. I don't think is a good thing and maybe he was trying to counteract the way Watford play as well but that's not a formation that that we played at all this season is it? Not 3-4-3. So we were just starting to have something that was working Mm. maybe try and stick with that patch up your left back situation.
0: Yeah stick a centre back at the left and see if they can get through it and then if that's not working change it up but it's I think you say I'm not having confidence in our style but I don't know what our style is I still don't think he's found a way he likes to play
1: well it was looking good with Aldum in the number 10 position yeah it was looking good for that one game with Shelby playing that sort of you know, yeah and sort of role
0: yeah I agree I, don't, I couldn't tell you what our sort of game plan is though We've not really got an identity. Uh, oh well.
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> should we talk more about Sports Direct situations that you would and wouldn't do? Well, I think we've established that yeah. I'm more desperate than you. <laughs> I think you'd do anything for Sports Direct. I think... I mean... I mean, th- get in contact with us on Twitter and let us know what your price is. Mm. And if you say no this is me going directly out to our listeners here. If you say that you, you don't have a price to be sponsored by Sports Direct, then I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Get in touch. What's your price? Mine, for the record, <laughs> is probably about 50 quid a week. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> that's, that's not good. Well,
1: I would pay. I would pay to go and watch Newcastle. So I'm putting money into the, the whole operation by doing that. You're
0: causing two problems by doing that. You're mm. promoting Sports Direct and you're putting money into that regime. Yeah, I yeah. am. You're allowing them to basically launder their own money back through the club.
1: So, yeah. So if I'm prepared to do that, then I might as well be well, prepared to take the cash. Fair enough. I did an audition for an advert for McDonald's this week. Oh. Paul, so, you know, it's quite clear (laughs) that I have a price. Yeah. You know? So if anybody out there wants to offer me something morally reprehensible, (laughs) then I'm willing to negotiate a fee. So, you've said you still think you're on 35% that will go down?
0: Maybe edging to 40, but yeah. I think... We saw enough the other week to see that if we're not completely short of players in one position, we
1: can look half-decent. Okay. Well, I was on 40%, and I'm going to edge myself up to i'm going to join dave on 50 percent. Oh. i can't let dave suddenly be alone as suddenly the most <laughs> negative yeah. of the three of us so i'm on 50 percent as well but i think it's going to be damned close and it's probably going to be a last day finish yeah maybe that's that's what we have now it me- at least it means that there's going to be some games of uh, real importance Mm-hmm. Over the rest of the season, so we can consider it. This is our own FA Cup. Do
0: you remember the end of last season?
1: I do. It was awful. We
0: had that. We had games where it mattered and we needed points, and it wasn't fun. It was only by the end of the West Ham game.
1: But then that the final game of the season with speaking of which,
0: Jonas would have been quite good as a left wing back this weekend. He
1: would. He would. I don't know if he would now. Well, would you have given him another contract? No.
0: No, but we let him go and didn't replace that gap. It's true, positionally. It's true.
1: So, as I said, we won't we won't do a we won't predict the Everton game because that's too far away. Um, I think we probably will sign someone. Who do you think? I think we'll sign someone I haven't heard of <laughs> for one million. In yeah, the second division. Probably a Spanish second division yeah. striker. Which the last Spanish second division striker we signed was Perez. Yeah, which was good, but we could do with He's Charlie Austin. End. Yeah. What I mean, would you, if you were Mike Ashley, yes, and Lee Charnley, would you take the humiliation now of going to Southampton and saying? we will pay you 20 million for Charlie Austin no sorry I'm asking some ridiculous questions I would
0: put I would ask them is is that Pella available (laughs) now you've got Charlie Austin yeah I'd just be going or Shane Long I'd be going to anyone who can score Premier League goals and just saying how much yeah I don't think we'll do that i think like you say we'll we'll get to the end of the transfer window we'll be told that the deals just weren't there to be done even though other clubs seem to have somehow managed it and we'll have bought like you say sort of spanish 19 year old
1: well it'll be interesting now if we don't get anyone else Mm -hmm. and the season continues as it has been then i think it's going to be like last season in the fact that suddenly there'll be loads of I think it'll get
0: toxic very quickly after the transfer window if we don't sign a decent striker. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, that's something to look forward to. So, I won't do predictions on the Everton game, as I say.
0: One other thing. Would you... Do you think McLaren is safe in the job, or should be, still? I think he's got till the end of the season, yeah. End of the season? Yeah. That's what I think. I think just because you hear about Mike Ashley being keen on David Moyes or a fan of him, I won I think sort of three defeats in a row in our next three games might be enough.
1: Well, David Moyes has been suggesting he's had a lot of offers. Mm. I wonder if he's already been approached. Yeah, and turned us down maybe he's just had offers from sports
0: direct for like different amounts of money and what he'd do for them
1: <laughs> yeah maybe so we i don't what we did last season when we were in exactly the same position situation which was not in the FA cup was we did special podcasts we did a, a best ever premiership newcastle 11 we did a worst 11 so maybe we can do one of them because they're quite fun and they might cheer us up a bit yeah so we'll have a think about what we could do we've done the best premiership 11 we've done the worst
0: if we say on twitter what it is before we record it so people can get in in touch as well but
1: also send us some suggestions at newcastle natter for what you think would be a good special to do maybe a seance Try and get in touch with former footballers. No, let's not do that. (laughs) Uh, Suggestions on what kind of an 11 we could put together of Newcastle players. You know the score. Maybe something a bit more wacky this time. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for making it to the end of what was ultimately just another miserable 45 minutes of your life. But go and do reward yourself with something you enjoy. Thank you for your time, Paul Doolan. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Do follow us at Newcastle Natter. Do rate us on iTunes positively, please. <laughs> and do look out for next week's podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.